Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, the hardest working man in podcasting. Oh, yeah. Actually, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think it's true. Uh, we only do twice a week, so. We're not working that hard. It's kind of slack, though. I was just thinking, uh, oh, do you know where we're at on numbers? What podcast number this is? This would be 38. 39. We're knocking on the door of 40. Boom. Next week, we'll have a celebration, friends. Yeah, welcome back to the show. You can find us online, thevocalminority.net. We're on all the social medias that matter, so uh, go ahead and track us down there as well. I want to know when we're going to get our MySpace page back up. I know. It is technically still out there. If you Google search it, it will come up, but no more content. Sorry, MySpace. No apologies required. We have lists to talk about today. All right. You know, I find a lot of these articles that run down lists, and some of them I agree with and some of them I don't, and uh, I thought we'd uh, share a few today, take a temperature as to where we're at with some of these things. All right. Let's jump into it, boys. First one I have here are 10 dumb things that your parents warned you that you should not be doing it, but it turned out to all be lies or a control tactic. Mm. I will be looking for proof, dude, because I still believe a lot of that stuff. Okay. Good question. Yeah. And now that I'm a parent, I'm I'm wondering have I been uh, perpetuating any of these uh, you know myths or falsehoods? So. Do you lie to your children uh, intentionally ever? Sometimes you have to. Depends what your definition is. I mean, Santa Claus or Easter Bunny or any of that kind of stuff. No white lies. Do you ever lie like big lies? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, unless it's something really incriminating about sexual activities or you know other things i've uh, i've done of late but no i don't ever just blatantly lie to the kids i mean i i, I try to parent from reality and uh, personal you. experiences and you know we've said before don't talk about politics or religion my parents did not with me but i talk about those things with my kids all the time because what else am i here for other than to impart what i feel is my knowledge right do you, do you think it would be so much harder to have those conversations if you totally disagreed on the topics I guess, but I would wonder where those kids came from. I mean, I've been planting these seeds their whole lives. So somehow I grew two little conservatives. I would just, I, uh, where did that come from? So well, you indoctrinated them with your beliefs. Is that what you're saying? I gave them knowledge, and that knowledge grew into the lo- logical conclusion of liberalism. Because liberalism is logic. All right. Climate change is real. People should be treated equally. Like, you know, these are liberal things, quote unquote. Just common sense. Commonsensical, dude. All right, let's get to list number uno. Uh, what, this is from uh, some magazine, Eau Claire. That's what I was reading today. So. Oh, nice. Dude. Oh, uh, parents love to warn their kids about all sorts of things, from the dangers of talking to strangers to the importance of eating their vegetables. However, not all of their dire warnings turn out to be true. In fact, many of the things that parents warn their kids about are actually completely false. Oh, man. If you swallow gum, it will stay in your stomach for seven years. Have you ever heard that? I've heard it, and I still believe it until this moment right now. I don't think that it goes away, so I hope to be proved wrong, but that's what I believe currently. I've heard that for sure, and I guess forever I I always assume that must be true, even though really, scientifically, that doesn't make any sense, right? But you would think with with the stomach acids that we have and how it breaks down a lot 
tougher things than gum. How is it going to last in your stomach for seven years? I mean, come on. It says this is a classic myth that many parents tell their kids to discourage them from swallowing their gum, which why that was a stance any parents felt they needed to take. I don't understand that either. I think it's joking hazard. I guess. I don't know. However, it is uh, completely 100% false. Swallowing gum is not recommended. Uh, It will not stay in your stomach, though, for seven years. In fact, your body is able to digest most of the components of gum with the exception of the gum base, which is uh, excreted in your feces. Also, you poop it out. Yeah, I mean, it's saying you process, you like all food, you break down most of it, but the parts that aren't digestible, your body doesn't need, passes through, and you poo it out. So, Have you ever swallowed a piece of gum? I mean, years ago, but then I've heard this myth, and it's one of those, like, I guess I'll just err on the side of caution and not swallow gum. I was at my niece's last night for her birthday party, and uh, the Easter Bunny brought Pop Rocks to her. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, when we were in high school, uh, we used to get told all the time, if you eat Pop Rocks and drink Coke, your head will explode. That's how Mikey died. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so that was false. I'm, Mythbusters did that years ago, and they found that you could do it, but you would have to consume so a, just unreasonable amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, she's ten, and she was like, "Really? Let's right. try it." I was like, "I'm not going to try it. I, I'm frightened of it." So I'll lie to my kids, uh, Brewski. Swallow some gum tonight and let us know when it comes out. I will do that, ladies. It's okay to swallow gum, and it's okay to swallow. Oh wait, never mind. It's family friendly. Sorry. <laughs> Change the G to a C. That's all I'm saying. You have a oh. girlfriend, dude, now. You have a girlfriend now. Right. Sure. All right. Here's one that I, this actually has come up with my kids. And I brought this up, but I think I you know, prefaced it with, I don't know if this is true, but I've been told, don't crack your knuckles because you'll get arthritis. Have you ever heard this? I have. I don't think technically it's true, but I still sort of believe it. This is another common myth that parents often tell their kids. However, there's no evidence to suggest that cracking your knuckles will lead to arthritis. In fact, a study published in the Journal of the American Board of Family Medicine found no association between knuckle cracking and arthritis. None. Interesting. I crack my knuckles. I crack a lot of my stuff, and it can't be good for you. I've always felt like once you do it, it keeps... You know, you got to keep doing it through the course of your life, right? Right. Today, I was at the post office, coincidentally enough, and uh, there was a guy in front of me who cracked his neck like both ways, Mm. and it sounded disgusting when he did it. And then he started cracking other things, too. I'm standing in line, and I've never heard anybody's joints crack like that. And he was a young guy, too. That's like clipping your nails. Like, do it in private. Like, don't don't clip your nails in front of me. It's weird. I mean, maybe that is where it started from, that it is sort of weird and rude to do around others, so maybe parents had to make up some sort of lie. Yeah. You know, biblically inspired. If you need people to not do something, just make up some weird story about it and try to scare them out of it. Uh, my son told me that his science teacher the other day told him, because when we were talking about this, he said that it's uh, air trapped between your knuckles, and that's what the noise is. I don't Is that true or not? Yeah, that I, is I don't true. Bring it up other no, it, what is it? Yeah, it's air. That's what you're hearing. Really Come on. Uh, that's a fact. Listen. Bruce, you Google it real quick. Let's see. Is yeah, it let's air? find you out. Know, it, Steve, do you know? I just learned this recently, and this is just like that. When you snap... Do you know that it's not the snap making the sound and it is your finger hitting the ball of your hand? Like, am I breaking the sound barrier? What do you mean? When it's you my snap, finger hitting the tip of my other finger. No, it's not. No, it's not. 
What's so? What are you saying? What are you claiming? It is the finger banging on your hand down below when it goes down onto that pad of your thumb. That's what makes the noise. Oh, okay, yeah. Look at that. Hmm. You're correct. <laughs> I am correct, dude. I just learned this, and that is fascinating to me. I always thought it was the fingertips. That's, it is that, not. That and is this bad. is the same thing. It is the air that is in your joints. Nick is absolutely right on this. That's, I, I'm finding it right. It says, between the joints and your fingers lies a cushioning fluid called synovial fluid that allows your fingers to move in different directions without causing any pain. Air bubbles can form in this fluid. And when you crack your knuckles, the popping sound is caused by the collapse of those air bubbles. Well, I mean, that makes sense because you can't repeatedly crack your knuckles in a row because the air is gone at that point. Yeah. So there you go. My son's science teacher was correct. So score one for public education in America. More importantly, I was also correct. And this has been another episode of Nick is Better Than You. This is good. Now I'm just playing with this snapping thing. Like, you're right. It is hitting that. Isn't it nuts? Why don't you just clap then? Why are we snapping our fingers? That's how we do it in the deaf poetry, dude. We just, this is how we clap. I just love to know how many people are listening to this podcast right now and probably just hit pause and like, wait a minute. They're right. That is (laughs) right. It's fascinating. That's great. And ladies, remember, you can't touch your elbows together behind your back, right? Remember that one? (laughs) You can try as hard as you want. Go ahead and try, though. We'll watch. Yes. All right, number three on the list here of uh, 10 dumb things your parents warned you about that uh, aren't real. Uh, if you go outside with wet hair, you'll catch a cold. That's not true? This is a myth that has been passed down through the generations. However, it is not entirely true. While it's true that cold weather can make you more susceptible to catching a cold, going outside with wet hair is not the cause. Colds are caused by viruses, not by wet hair. Oh, Okay. So run around with all the wet hair you want. I always thought that one was true. I still say that to people. But put something on your head. You don't go out there with wet hair. I right. say it. I always thought it was more about pubic hair. Don't go out with wet pubic hair. You can catch a cold. <laughs> does pubic hair get wet? If you're doing it right, it does. <laughs> wow. Moving on down the list. You need to trim your pubic hair, dude. If your pubic hair is getting soaked, like you, you may want to give her a little trim ski. There's a lot of sweat going on, a lot of fluid exchange going on, a lot of splashback. We've talked about the phenomenon of uh, squirting. I mean, there's a lot of fluids flying around, Nick. It's a phenomenon. And if you sit on your butt like I do for 10, 12 hours a day driving, you know, things get a little little funky. Oh, okay. Since you brought this up, I wasn't going to bring this up, but... I'm suffering from a problem, gentlemen, and I'm trying to figure Uh-oh. out if it's me or a society or just getting old. What do we got? I'm suffering from a sweaty butt crack. Oh, no. The upper the, portion. I'm not talking sweaty yes, ass kind no. of thing. Just the upper part of my butt crack in my later life here is sweating profusely when yep. the rest of my body is fine. Same here. Same here. What, what the hell is that about? You know, Steve, I guess as you get closer to 50, these <laughs> yeah, sort of things happen. Sweating? Well, between that and, I mean, I've got hair growing in my ears. I can't grow a beard to save my life, but I can grow hair in my ears like there's no tomorrow. I don't get it. It's a phenomenon that I'm not enjoying whatsoever. I mean, sometimes I, like, I sweat through what I'm wearing. Like You oh. do? But it's not yeah. the entire crack. It's just the top. No. It's just it's one exactly. little, 
this little like quarter sized little concentration. But does yeah. the sweat roll down into your crack? Is Not that really, what the no. issue is? It's staying up there. I don't know if my yes. kids are creating a little pool or what it is. But, um, yeah. Listen, dude, uh, this is what I don't have any experience with it yet. I'm sure I'll have it, but they I'm have two weeks been... older than you, so just you'll catch up. <laughs> when did it start for you? Uh, two weeks ago. So it should happen to you. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, in the past, uh, the past year or so. But okay. it's gotten worse this last, honestly, month or two. I don't understand what is going on, and I don't like it at all. They are making a lotion now, and it got famous on TikTok, but now Rachel owns some of this stuff. This lotion you put on your body, and it's not bad for you from what I've read, but somehow it won't let you sweat wherever you put this lotion. Are we and talking about the one that begins with an L? Say the name. Lumi. Yes, yes. Have you used it? No, but I, the spots are everywhere because she talks about how you can use it on your butt crack yeah, and then also your your L U M E. How do you spell this? Just asking yeah, for a friend. L U M E. The people in Lumi, if they want to be sponsors of this fine program, yeah. reach on out to us and we'll be happy to, you know, have those. Test those it out. Ads. I I mean Rachel grabbed some uh when she was Dr. at Shannon the Shannon Klingman is her name. The last time, and she's uh, she's put it on and says, yeah, it's incredible, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'll, you just won't sweat. Interesting. I'll give it a half-half effort. If, uh, I mean, literally, <laughs> only half my ass is doing so, yep, okay. I, that sounds like if you covered yourself head to toe in that stuff, you would die, right? That's what I originally thought. <laughs> That's why I read about it to make sure it was safe because I was like, we're blocking sweat pores or glands. Uh, it doesn't seem right, but, but it's not exactly what you're doing. But. Okay. Well, if you have to put it over your entire body, something's really wrong with you. But you're right, on cocaine. I'll spackle my crackle and see if it helps. <laughs> right. Well, the, technically, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to use it like under your pits or like on your feet or like, like anywhere yeah. where where you get stinky and you don't want to. Interesting. All right. Well, let us know how it goes, Steve. Yes. Okay. All right. What are we up to? Number five on the list. Uh, let's see here. Now, number four on the list: the ten things your parents are basically lying to you about uh don't sit too close to the tv or you'll go blind huh. oh that's not true either man my parents really screwed with me dude <laughs> yeah. the question is do any parents know they're perpetrating lies or not uh this is a warning that many parents have given their kids back in the days when tvs emitted more radiation <laughs> that's hilarious uh however modern tvs do not emit uh, emit enough radiation to cause eye damage in fact sitting close to the tv may actually cause eye strain and discomfort but it won't make you go blind so that's okay. interesting they're saying back in the day there was actually some truth to it when your tv's emitted radiation yeah, that's crazy, right? That that was a thing. I mean, well, you're sitting in a room with lead paint, so right, and asbestos. And you're as, yeah, your asbestos house with lead yeah. paint. And your TV's radiating you, and if you live in Chernobyl, then you're really screwed. <laughs> yeah, you're evolving. Yeah, my parents always told me that too, and I get. I I would bet that a lot of these, you know, we just like you said, we keep repeating because we don't know they're not true. Yeah. And this whole eye strain thing with screens being close to you, that's an interesting phenomenon as well, because I never used to wear glasses. I've always had great vision, but, you know, four or five years ago, my eyesight started going and I had to get glasses. Uh, so is that a coincidence that as well, smartphones became more prevalent and I spend more time staring at my phone than all of a sudden my eyesight's going? Well, Steve, you are getting closer to 50, so... Yeah, you know. I mean, I think it's an aging thing more than anything, but the uh, computers and all the screen time doesn't help, that's for sure. I Absolutely. I heard a fun fact last week yes. that I'll be we, the judge of that. Go ahead. 
Uh, this is fun. You won't judge my fun fact, dude. <laughs> my son tells me that all the time. Fun fact. And I'm like, I'll let you know if it's fun. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we are staring at screens, basically like phones and iPads, so closely. Uh, this these kids' eyes are starting to evolve and change, to where we're having a harder time seeing distances. So this guy said, "Hey, That's for every problem. thirty minutes of screen time, you should stand up and look out somewhere outside that's a long ways away for oh. a minute." Because your eyes don't go back and forth when you're just staring at that screen. Interesting. I mean, that is my problem. I can still see close up, but I can't uh, the further away. That's what the glasses are actually for. So, Oh, okay. I had heard that for every 30 minutes of screen time, somebody should perform oral on you for four minutes. That's a fact I heard somewhere. Did you tell your girlfriend? Oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> Told her it's a medical necessity. To How's save. it going? <laughs> did, did she uh, help you out? Or I mean, she's a nurse. She's uh, medically she's required. required to. <laughs> they take an she's oath for this stuff. She's got a fiduciary duty, dude. Right. So, you know. And uh, another fun fact, 87% of facts are made up. So there you go. Including that one right there. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, number five on the list. Uh, if you make a face, it'll get stuck that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I never believed it. Yeah, I don't know where the hell this came from. I guess just trying to get your kid not to make uh, stink faces or whatever. But this is a warning that many parents give their kids when they make silly faces. However, it's not true. Duh. Making faces will not cause your facial muscles to get stuck in a certain position. However, it's worth noting that excessive facial expressions can cause wrinkles over time. Ah, uh, of course it can. Mm. My dad was real blunt, dude. He would just say, Nikki, quit being stupid. Quit, <laughs> Nikki, quit jacking around. Don't be stupid. That's, that's what he would say. Uh, and quit jacking stop. around. Yeah, quit jacking around out there. Don't be stupid. <laughs> well, speaking of being stupid, I find so many people to be stupid, which causes me to furrow my brow a lot. And I've noticed as I'm getting close to 50, as everyone keeps pointing out, uh, <laughs> I'm getting some lines on the forehead there. And I've started to make a conscious effort of like, don't put your eyebrows up. Like, don't keep, don't keep perpetuating that garbage going on up there. Baby, dude, get those lines. Do you realize what those lines say? Uh, wisdom, right? You've had the privilege, dude, the privilege of living a life to the ripe age that you're at now. And you're, hey, don't, let's be proud of our lines and all the stories they tell, dude, for crying out loud. Yeah. Honestly, I think I've painted myself into a corner. I am both equally proud that I'm dating somebody 10 years younger than me and now excessively paranoid that I'm dating somebody 10 years younger than me. Well, that you won't be able to keep up later or what? I don't want to be the old man in this equation. You know what I mean? I don't want to admit to wrinkle lines or eyesight problems or sweaty butt cracks or anything that indicates that I'm getting older. Most people, most people, and this is somewhat of a phenomenon in the last 10 years. It's a phenomenon. Think that women think that men who are a little bit older and showing gray and showing some of those issues you're talking about are sexy. So don't yeah. worry about it, dude. Don't worry about it, please. We're talking like Blake Carrington sort of thing? or Maybe. 
Yeah. Okay. Whatever floats So there's boat. a tipping point. I've heard from many women, including my therapist and including the dating coach we had on our show back uh, many months ago. Yeah. But, you know, because men are immature, that most women don't want to date men their age. They want to right. date somebody who's five or ten years older than them because then maturity levels sort of match up. But yeah. there's a tipping point of being mature and being an old fart. And they don't want to change your diaper, dude. That's what they don't. <laughs> they don't want to change your diaper, and they don't want you to have to always say, what was that? What was that? Speak of uh, Which I do, that? but I blame it on my rock and roll coolness. <laughs> sure. So, not my old yeah. age, but yeah. So now I become a little self-conscious of uh, aging. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is the thing I say to my wife, get over it. <laughs> I'm real sensitive about it, dude. Bro, bro, come on now. Come on. Let's get over it. Oh, Rachel talks constantly. Do you think I should get Botox? I'm like, I will leave you if you do. So don't do it. <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say, but okay. Yeah, I say it often. I will leave you if you get Botox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she obviously knows I'm kidding. But I don't want her to get Botox. I like what I see when I look at you. Yeah, and- you guys are the same age, though. No, dude. Relax. You get to age it. gracefully together. Well, you should have thought about that. I wait for her to age, and then I'm allowed to age a little, you know? <laughs> Every day, put just uh, like a teaspoon of antifreeze in her coffee, dude. She'll catch up, <laughs> she'll catch up really quick, okay? Sound advice, good. Okay. Did, they do that on The Simpsons with, with to make wine taste like it was really like old or something like that? I don't recall. I don't know, but well, we should say a disclaimer. Like, actually, don't do that. That'll right. kill someone. You know antifreeze tastes good, right? Yes, my, that's why pets eat it. Yeah, know. exactly. Sweet. Uh, All right, right, what's next on our list, Steve? Number five. Speaking of swallowing, uh, number six on the list. No, uh, really. If you if you sw- if you swallow watermelon seeds, a watermelon will grow in your stomach. <laughs> Were your parents ah. dumb enough to tell you this one? I mean, that's what's going on with me. Yeah, right. That's why my stomach's so big. I'm yeah. growing a watermelon in there. Not oh, fat. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, this may shock you, but it's not true. It's a classic myth that many parents tell their kids to discourage them from swallowing watermelon seeds for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a big deal with that. Uh, however, it's completely false. Your stomach acid would destroy any watermelon seed you swallowed, and obviously you don't have fertilizer, dirt, or anything else in your stomach. <laughs> right. Have yeah. we seen pictures of that? Somebody with just, you know, watermelons bursting out of every orifice because they're growing <laughs> apart. And- Swallow the seeds. Right. Now, like you uh, said before, uh, we can digest most anything. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I would have to think we digest those seeds, and then they leave, and then we're done with them. Corn must be the most resilient oh, yeah. kernel that is available on this planet. You do poo it out, but why does it not turn to poo? It stays corn, in and out, in and out, corn. That is a good question, actually. I don't know the answer. Corn is high in cellulose. Cellulose is like the spray and insulation that, that they put in people's houses. Oh, great. Corn is high in cellulose, which is an insoluble fiber that the body cannot digest. However, the body breaks down the other components of corn. Chewing corn for longer can also help the digestive system break down the cellulose walls and access more of the nutrients. But as a whole, yeah, yeah, it's... As you say, you're not chewing your corn well enough if you're seeing a lot of it make it all the way through you. Really? You don't see see corn in your poop when you eat corn? I mean, honestly, no, not really. I don't eat a ton of corn, but when I do, I don't, I don't notice a plethora down there. I chew oh, my I do. thoroughly. 
I do too, dude, but you can only chew corn so much. I mean, what are we chewing on here, a kernel? I had a thought that at one point I would only eat corn. I'm only going to eat corn for a month, and then I'm going to see if I poop a cob. Like like it's just a cob. Do you think it could happen? Um, With the the way you're chewing it, apparently, yeah. (laughs) Slow down. Chew your food there, son. Okay. All right. Life goals, Nikki. Life goals. Life goals. I know you'll be there to support me, Brewski. (laughs) How that goes. All right. I've definitely heard this one a lot in my life. Uh, Don't swim for at least an hour after eating or you'll get cramps and drown. Uh, I always heard a half an hour. Is it an hour? I would always heard an hour, but I guess the question is, is there any amount of time? Again, do we hear about an epidemic of people drowning after eating at the barbecue or whatever? I still follow that for the most part. Like, I might get in if I can touch the bottom, but if I can't touch the bottom, I'll wait at least a half an hour after mealtime. For fear of cramping. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's a common myth that many parents believe. However, no evidence to suggest that swimming after eating will cause cramps or increase the risk of drowning. In fact, a study published in the International Journal of Aquatic Research and Education, because that's a thing, uh, found there is no correlation between swimming after eating and the incidence of cramps or drowning. Hmm. Moral of the story. Jump in with a hot dog in hand, ladies and gentlemen. You can actually now eat while you're swimming. There you go. Cut out the middle. Yeah. Or yeah. if you're just covered in barbecue sauce and stuff, just jump on in the pool. All washes away. <laughs> and why not? Yeah. Uh, here's another interesting one, and I'll be curious if they, because I know where this one comes from. Uh, eating carrots will improve your eyesight. Listen. Yes. Uh, that's a fact. It's tr- This one is true. I don't even care what your article says because I, listen, I have proof of it. Okay. Do you? Okay. What, what is your proof? Go ahead. Well, no, tell me this first. I want to okay, know let, what they say. Let's see what they say, and then I'll tell you where this myth came from. They. This is a myth that uh, many parents tell their kids to encourage them to eat their vegetables. While carrots are a good source of vitamin A, which is important for eye health, eating carrots will not improve your eyesight. In fact, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found no evidence to support the idea that eating carrots can improve your vision. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> these are, wow, these are unreputable, just, dude. They're just damn tasty is what they are. Sure. You want to know where the myth came from? And, Bruce, you can fact check me on this. But it just, I seriously, just a couple of weeks ago, I saw a news story where someone was asked this question. And according to the doctor on NBC News, it was either World War One or Two where radar was kind of a new thing. And I think it was the British Army had developed the technology further, and they didn't want to divulge how they knew their pilots were able to see things at night. So they came up with this myth that they were feeding their pilots carrots, and it was improving their eyesight. And that's why they could detect the enemies, not the new technology that was actually finding the enemies. (laughs) Seriously? So it wasn't Big Carrot? Putting out a, a, a big campaign to sell more carrots. Right, yeah. <laughs> that would be the modern day thing, yeah. So, Nick, uh, what is your proof? Listen, this is what I'll tell you. And you can fact check this if you want to. Okay. <laughs> My father, born in Germany during World War II, okay. didn't have a lot of money, born on a kitchen table. He was born with uh something was wrong with his legs both legs okay and he had to have braces on his legs and he couldn't really he couldn't really walk the doctor would come to their house because that's what doctors did back then right uh he said 
give this boy, feed him nothing but carrots, feed him a lot of carrots, and it's going to not only help his eyesight, but I have a feeling it's going to help his legs. That's what the prescription was, all right? Okay. And My father only ate carrots, and one day he woke up from slumber and marched out that door as the braces fell off like they did in Forrest Gump, dude. Oh. Just ah. went for a stroll, walking down the street, seeing vividly <laughs> for the first time, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, was this the middle of the night? Why Why does eyesight come in? I mean, this is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like know. Like a I'm superhero. Never... Was yeah. it radioactive carrots he was eating? <laughs> no, he just ate a ton of carrots. The doctor was right on the money. And up until the day he died... He walked with the same speed and veracity. Uh, he saw more vividly than anyone I knew. And it was all from that <laughs> that time of carrots. Uh, he didn't see through a lot of your garbage from the stories you told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, well, okay, there's nothing anecdotal about that evidence. So. No, dude. <laughs> fact check it. Okay. Call my mom. Fact check that. <laughs> Call my mom, you know. Actually, I think you're just perpetrating what I said, that during World War II, a doctor was like, yeah, carrots improve your eyesight. That's what the latest science is saying to all of us. <laughs> oh, that's some funny stuff, dude. It's true, but it's funny. All right. So any of our uh, listeners out there, if you're having uh, leg problems, eat carrots, you'll be uh, running like forest. And like Bye-bye braces. In you know. the old day. Uh, again, though, it says it's good for eye health, but it's not going to improve your eyesight. But okay. You, you know, Forrest did say that he and Jenny were like peas and carrots. So Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're connecting a lot of dots here, Brewski. Indeed. All right. Um, I don't know why swallowing keeps coming up on this list, but here's another uh. one. Um, if you swallow, your boyfriend will be happy. Uh, if you sw- <laughs> if you swallow toothpaste, you'll get sick. I don't know that I've ever heard that. I've heard that. Uh. And uh, I don't swallow toothpaste. I mean, listen, you know why I also think that one's a fact is because this is the exact reason they make children's toothpaste. Because they make it with whatever is not in our toothpaste. Because you can't swallow. You're not supposed to swallow our toothpaste. But why would they make kids' toothpaste taste good then? Isn't that encouraging? You can you can swallow that without any issue. And you want them to. That's that's trying to get them to brush their teeth, dude. Go have the strawberry brush. You know that type of thing. But you can swallow that, and it won't make your child sick. So I don't know why they would make it any different. Well, let's see what it says. Uh, if you swallow toothpaste, you get sick. This is a warning that many parents give their kids to discourage them from swallowing toothpaste. It's not recommended that you do it, but it won't make you sick. In fact, the amount of fluoride in toothpaste is too small to cause any harm if swallowed in regular amounts. Mm. So I guess if you binge on toothpaste, maybe it'll make you sick. But if you binge on almost anything, it's going to make you sick, right? Yeah. A lot of people swallowing their well, toothpaste. Where is this coming from? Why? I don't get that part. I think it's just when you're training a child, dude, you want to tell them, like, we don't swallow toothpaste. And then, you know, just accidentally, maybe you swallow your toothpaste if you're brushing your teeth in your car. Have you ever had to do that? (laughs) No. No. We're not okay with flossing anywhere, but we're brushing our teeth in the car? Oh, uh, once in a while, if I'm going somewhere that's... How busy are you? Listen, uh, once in a while, if I am going somewhere that's important, I'll put a bottle of water in my car and bring my toothbrush and brush my teeth right before I go to my meeting. What is an example of something important that you're worried about your oral hygiene? Oh, the last time I did it at a uh, wedding that I did. If it's, you know, I'm going to present something I want, you know, to have fresh breath. I'm going to be talking to people. I want my teeth to be clean. And maybe part of the reason is because I smoke. 
and I want you know that I don't want to have smoke smoky breath. And you're so tight on time, you can't go in the bathroom at the church and do it before the ceremony. Just do it in my car, dude. I, I got the bottle of water right there. I mean, I'll just do it in my car. While you're brushing your teeth. Or... Oh, I'm not driving. I do it once I pull oh, in, dude. That would be insane. Okay, you're just doing it in your car. You've shaved in the car before. Of course not. No. You haven't? I, I haven't. But I see people shaving all the time. Like on a morning commute, you look over and somebody's got the electric razor like shaving. Oh, okay. We're not talking about a straight razor or anything like that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I do see shenanigans like that. And uh, I, I, I've, I've dated people that seem to have like a four-course meal while they're driving down the road with like a plate of food, a coffee mug on the dashboard. I'm just like, really? Are you this busy? You can't do this before you can't get a travel mug like uh, yeah can't wrap my head around any of that but all right and last thing on the list here and this uh sort of does reference something we've talked about here and this is uh eating junk after a certain time of the day that you should just not be doing that the myth if you eat chocolate before bed you'll have nightmares did you ever hear that one Mm-mm. i never heard that either brewski i've never heard it i mean i've heard not to eat before you go to bed for the same kind of reason that you'll have more vivid dreams. But I think that's, like I said, they said it to kids because you know, the kids want candy all the time. This is a myth that many parents tell their kids to discourage them from eating too much chocolate. However, there's no evidence to suggest that eating chocolate before bed will give you nightmares. In fact, a study published in the journal Frontiers in Psychology found that there is uh, no link at all between eating chocolate and having nightmares. Why would mm. there be? It's, it's such a joyous thing. Yeah, I, uh, you know that I'm a sleep eater. Like I usually, maybe once or twice a month, I'll eat in my sleep. Like when I, uh, wake up in the morning, I'll notice that I had a feast. Um, and sometimes it's chocolate during my sleep. You just get up in the middle of the night and eat food and you don't know it. You're sleep eating? Correct. Yeah. Uh, maybe twice a month I do it. And it's usually cereal or yogurt, but, uh, I have cooked and not had really? any recollection of it at all. That's fascinating and dangerous. <laughs> yes, it is you, dangerous. You just find evidence the next morning, and that's your deduction. You must have been up cooking or eating yeah. chocolate in the middle of the night? Yep. Uh, I made scrambled eggs one time in the middle of the night, and I found, uh, you know, wow. the eggs were still out on the counter, and I had the frying pan on there and everything. Wow. Um, but most of the time, like I said, it's cereal, and there have been a few times over the course of my marriage to Rachel where I will be eating the cereal, and I most of the time I'll come back to bed and eat it in bed, and I have fallen back asleep and had like woken up with milk and cereal all over our bed. Wow! Yeah. Listen, I do. I sleepwalk. I sleep talk. Uh, I haven't done this in a lot of years, but um, I've woken up before. One time, I woke up and my lamp on my bedside table had been disassembled. I took it apart in the middle of the night. Um, There was one time, this is really weird, I woke up and there was a video camera set up next to my bed. Was your bottom sore? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? No, but if you search me on any porn site, you'll find all sorts of results. (laughs) Are you sure that you had done it? I don't know who else could have done it. I mean, I was home alone. It was a video camera that was in the room and... Um, and I checked the tape, by the way. I didn't record anything, but I, I set it up. It was on a tripod sitting next to the bed. That's got to wonder what I was up to, right? Yeah. No kidding. Now we're talking, we're talking just regular sleep. Like, not like you passed out drunk and kind of got up at one point. Cause I mean, I've, I've done that where I've passed out drunk. And one time in particular, I woke up and 
I must have decided I wanted something to eat out of the refrigerator. And I woke up a few hours later with my TV blaring, my pants around my ankles, and my face in a pile of roast beef on my bed. <laughs> wow, dude. You wow. woke up with your face first and roast beef, huh? Yeah, because hands I, down, dude. <laughs> This sounds like I don't know some sort of like oral sex fantasy. No, no, no. What, what kind of looks was, like roast beef down there? If we're being honest, no, no, no. I, I had opened, I had opened the the the, you know, the the deli meat comes in a bag. Yeah, and I took it out and and I remember setting it on top of the bag and laying on my bed watching television and I was like eating the roast beef, like you know, kind of like you're eating like a bag of chips. Right. And, Did you put a wig on it or anything? No, nothing like that. And then I. Woke up a few hours later, and there I was. I woke up and I felt something weird on my cheek. And and as I <laughs> lifted my head up, there was roast beef stuck to my cheek. And I looked down, and there's the bag of roast beef on my bed. You guys have erotic stuff happen to you in the middle of the night. I'm just eating. You know, I don't know that taking a lamp apart or setting up a video camera is setting up a video <laughs> camera. Setting up a video camera to view yourself is erotic. Don't you agree? Uh, I, I, again, I don't know what the hell my, my brain, uh, my, my uh, mindset was on that one, but I've also never uh, videotaped myself for any sort of uh, erotic <laughs> you know, thoughts. It's always someone that. else involved. Yeah. Here's an interesting story about sleep eating. So uh, my ex, she had this roommate many years ago, and the roommate fell asleep on the couch one time, and they happened to come in the living room, and she was half asleep. And she had gotten up from the couch, walked into the kitchen, grabbed a bowl, brought it back to the couch, and was like kind of eyes closed. And she was sleep eating. And what she had done, she had grabbed a bowl from the floor of um, dry cat food. Ugh. Wow. And she was and she was eating dry cat food. And they had to like wake her up, like, "Hey, you know what, Steph? What are you doing?" Yeah, that's gross. I've done all kinds of different things. I've, uh, when I was a little kid, I peed in my mom's trash can in the middle of the night. Thought I was in the bathroom and was peeing in her trash can in her bedroom. She That's woke just up. Good comedy right there. <laughs> yes. Was I asleep or wasn't I? You'll never know. Right. Wow. That's fun. I've often said that sleeping next to me is a nightmare. I, I truly feel bad for every, not only every woman I've been with, but any sleepover I've been to, any sort of family trips where you're all in the same hotel room. Like, yeah snoring sleepwalking sleep talking i can't tell you how many times i woke up you know next to my wife back in the day and you know she just sort of had this little stink face on her you know on her mug and a minute or two would go by and she's like okay you haven't brought it up so i'm going to assume you were sleeping last night i'm just like and what? you did what something I- to get yourself in trouble Yes, I would. She, she told you sometimes you're rude in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like just apparently was saying horribly offensive things or being condescending. I don't know what it was. Wow, dude. I've had a lot of people wake up angry next to me. <laughs> so, and did you ever get in trouble for uh, dream cheating? Uh, I've been getting in trouble a lot as of recent uh, for cheating in Rachel's dreams, and she's mad at me when oh, I thought she you wakes meant you up. were che- you were dreaming about having sex with some other woman no, no she's about you cheating yes like we're somewhere together and uh you know i'll go off with somebody else and you know be like oh i'm just gonna go with her for a few minutes or whatever we'll be back don't worry about it and like oh. she will be angry when she wakes up <laughs> like huh. that's you were such a bastard last night 
Don't do you ever ask me. her? Like, describe the woman. I want to know what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude. You know? No. You think that's a good idea? That'd be my question, but uh, no, boy. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, call a shrink. Somebody's got some. <laughs> somebody's projecting some concerns there. So, you know, my my last breakup uh, with Jen was actually precipitated by a dream. On your dream or her dream? What do you mean? So not a dream so much, but her sleeping. She fell asleep with her glasses on in bed. I reached over to try and take her glasses off her so they wouldn't get damaged or broken. Sure. And she woke up half asleep and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm taking your glasses off. And then she's like, just stop it. You know what? I effing hate you. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so Was she asleep when she said that? Yes. So when I chalked it up to... She's just asleep. But this goes to Harness saying how there are things that people need to work out. The next day, I uh, I said to her, I said, you know, it's funny because last night this whole thing happened. And this is what you said to me. And she came back to me and she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. That happened last night. I was like, oh, OK. And she's like, yeah, but you know what, though? I think we should break up. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so how you broke up. That's that's how that's how the, the, the breakup. 10 years of being together, that's how the breakup happened. It was so top of mind. Is that what she was dreaming of it, you think? Yes, exactly. Like, oh, like Because she really felt that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and the thing about it is, I mean, obviously you look back and you're like, I saw all these signs leading up to it and that sort of thing. But that was one of those things where it was in her head. She opened her eyes and saw me, and she was like, I effing hate you. Wow. I often dream of having sex with jennifer aniston does that mean that's real or achievable i mean i think that's a the definition of a dream <laughs> you know well, like i don't know that. based on what brewski's saying there's some truth behind dreams so, well, so what's do. my what's my fortune then why is rachel dreaming that i'm cheating on her because you're a stud you're capable that's what that means <laughs> it doesn't mean sure. you would do it but it means yeah. women want you and desire you nick and yeah. rachel picks up on that vibe it could be true she, she true. knows what a catch you are on this episode of Nick's Better Than You, let's get to our next topic, Steve. All right. So, again, the theme here today is lists that we're finding on the Internet and trying to find out whether they resonate true with you or not. Uh, this is an interesting one. 11 things that start to annoy you as you get older. Ah. So I guess this is a barometer as to whether we're actually getting older or not. What is older? We've debated that a lot in this show. I bet you. <laughs> I, I already feel like I uh, I am turning into sort of a cranky older man already. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I would be willing to bet that most of the things on this list, I will say, oh, yeah, that's that bothers me. Probably. You're also starving, though, so everything is going to bother you right now. Nick is micro-fasting as we record the show. So. I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> All right. This first one, I, I hesitate to even start with this because it's such a – depressing topic so i don't know guys i'm not trying to start anything here but um when you realize it, your parents are getting older someone confesses that they dislike the fact that their parents are, are getting older and they fear uh, fear losing them sure so at what point in life i guess is the question did you ever start to think that your parents were getting older because that apparently is an indication that you in turn are also getting older now, I know yeah. you both lost parents, so I'm not trying to bring up a sore topic here, but this is first on the list. My apologies. No, uh, I know, I'm sure Brewski can kind of speak to this as well. And I, I mean, I guess we all can, whether you've lost a parent or not. Uh, you start, I was thinking about this actually the other day, and I thought to myself, when did that switch happen where, 
the roles were reversed in me and my mom's life. Like, uh, she's still my mom. taking care of her? Yeah, like, obviously, like, I still think of her as, she's my mother. I take her advice. I do all these things. But there is a switch that goes off where you start having, or not having, but taking care of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess that is just with getting older. It's funny. My mom will oftentimes say, like, hey, let me do all the stuff that I still can do. Like, I would like to continue to do that stuff. If I need help with certain things, that's fine. But, like, don't do everything for me. I don't want you to do yeah. everything for me. I'm like, yeah, that's completely fair. Like, I just, I'll walk that line, and if I step over it, please tell me. Yeah. Uh, Brewski, do you recall an age in life where you started thinking, boy, my parents are actually older now, as opposed to just being the parents that they always were? Not really. I mean, I guess with my mom, it was different because she she got so ill. Right. And and she she didn't she didn't look older and she didn't act older, but her body was just giving out on her, right. and she wasn't able to do all these like everyday things that we all do, like yeah. feeding yourself and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, sure. and, and, but her uh, outward appearance, she still looked like my mom, and, and you know, mid sixties sure. woman and that sort of thing. But nothing that would say. You know, they're getting old. Um, even with my dad and all his health problems, my dad was still vibrant and he had a big booming personality and, and he's Cadillac Jack. He was dancing and even in the rehab hospital after his stroke, he was, he was dancing and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So I never, I Always never got young that feeling. Yeah, yeah. My mom's that way too. I just noticed, like, uh, for this is just an example. Last week, like, she loves to spend time out in her garden. She went to get the bags of dirt that she needed. They're 50 pounds. She was like, Oh, can you grab those for me? Obviously, I will. And she could have done that on her own back in the day. That's, you know, just that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this says about me. I've been afraid of my parents dying since I was like earliest memories in life. And I have a hard time with death, so maybe this is all connected. I've I've always been worried about that. You <laughs> so, think about it quite frequently, don't you? Yeah, I can remember being a little kid and doing the math of like, well, hold on. If most people live to be 70s or 80s, like that means I'm going to be like in my 40s or something. Like, So I can remember as a little kid reassuring myself that, you know, short of some accident or whatever, that, you know, your parents are going to be around for a long time to come. And yeah. I pointed this out to my kids, but that's again me. They never brought it up. I just brought it to them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've been aging rapidly my whole life. Apparently, it's. I mean, that's the thing. We all got to go through it at some point, right? And I mean, it's never easy when we do. But people seem to be in a better place if you could spend the time you want to with your parents and uh going out there for holidays and stuff like that is something you should do when you can for sure you you are in an unfortunate situation where your parents don't live in your hometown right so you have to make those visits happen your mom comes out every once in a while your dad comes out every once in a while just can make the that that would be my only advice to you as someone who hasn't lost a parent take advantage of those times as much as you possibly can yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a realization I've had of late. I mean, both my parents are either 80 or, you know, right around there. Right. And they're both getting very gray and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't see them all the time. So when I see pictures and I'm like, whoa, geez, my mom's totally gray now. Like, right. You know, these, re- these reminders do uh, creep up on me. So do you think that it would be less shocking to you if she did live 
in your town and you saw her more frequently in person. Yeah, it would be less shocking. It's kind of like not noticing that somebody's gaining weight. Like when you see him every day, it's hard to notice the subtle changes. Right. But when you only see him every now and again, it's easier to see the stark changes. And yeah, living on the other side of the country is, uh, I've had a lot of examples of that. So Yeah. Um, something you just said, Nick, reminds me of what this next one is here. A, uh, a common theme is how much it stinks to have your brain still be sharp and fully functioning, but you started to realize that your body no longer is. And when you just said, like, your mom can't lift a 50-pound bag of dirt, I wonder at what point do you realize you can't lift a 50-pound bag of dirt either. Like, yeah. that realization, that, like, I'm old too, Mom. Like, I can't lift that bag. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's interesting, dude. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Your body does start to give out on you, but that's, again, I mean, uh, we were talking about health and fitness and staying somewhat spry as you get older. As I get older, you know, I keep telling myself, like, I'll do that. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Well, I'm to the age now, dude, where I really should be getting to it, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to do it. And that... yeah. Working out these past couple of days after not having done hardly anything for the last six, seven, eight months, uh, I felt it in my body. Like I felt the muscle that I had lost. I felt the flexibility that I had lost. Yeah. Like if you don't use it, you gotta lose it. I heard somebody once say that if you don't hit 40 in shape, that good luck getting in shape after that. Well, don't you tell know. me that, dude. Why would you tell me? <laughs> well, 50 is the new 40. So if you don't hit 50 oh, in shape, then. <laughs> Good, good, good luck after that. But I'll tell you, as I've gotten in better shape in recent years, I, I've had that dual realization of, yeah, my body cannot take what it used to, and I do need to stretch and all of these sorts of things that make me feel a little older. And the fact right. that you could throw your back out, you know, putting on socks in the morning or whatever. But, or just sleeping <laughs> weird. Yeah. No, I mean, that's so common. I hear that from all sorts of people. I threw my back out. Were, were you mountain climbing? Like, no, I bent over to open the drawer in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I yawned too quickly. Right. <laughs> Sneezing yeah. is a killer these days. If oh, wrong, you know. Yes. Yeah. On the other hand, though, as I've gotten in better shape, I'm, I'm starting to wonder how long can I maintain this for into my 50s, into my 60s? Like, I want to stay fit. I've done it now, so I want to keep maintaining it. I don't want to give up my dirt bike or mountain biking. So I'm starting I to I think you can do it, dude. Just keep moving, dude. Keep moving and doing the right things. And you could. My mom still does a ton of stuff. She slowed down physically. I mean, she doesn't walk as fast as she used to, but she still walks. You know, she'll go on a two-mile walk with me. She just can't do it as fast as she used to. Like, you'll be fine, dude. Just stay in. You just got to maintain, right? Yeah. I yeah. certainly see the old guy every now and again who's out there jogging or lifting weights at the gym or whatever. So Yeah. But it's the exception. It's not the rule. So I'm just hoping. Well, we're lazy people, dude. We are lazy people. And I think that's the diagnosis of all diagnoses. We are lazy. If if I can make one request, if I can, of Steve. Yeah. Mm. As you get older, Steve, if you are one of those old guys that goes to the gym and that sort of thing. Yeah. Don't walk around the locker room naked. <laughs> yeah, that gravity always, is a real bitch, dude. It's always <laughs> the it's always the, the really old dudes that the walking around in a pair of flip flops and a towel over their shoulder and nothing else. And you're like, come on, dude, really? Yeah, that's fair. 
No, unless there's an attractive woman around, I tend not to parade around naked. So, <laughs> good buddy of ours was in the uh, gym one time. Well, I should he, Pat Ford, who used to work over at KBC. <laughs> he was in the gym, dude, and there was this old guy, must have been eighty-five, in the gym, and he was nude, and you know, slowly getting ready. <laughs> and he put his foot right. Pat Pat is sitting on the bench, like putting his socks on or whatever. This guy puts his leg up onto the bench naked and pulls out a q-tip that's probably a foot long and starts cleaning his butthole with oh, it oh. right next to right next to pat and Pat was just like i picked my stuff up and ran out of there wow. so fast that is so aggressive oh, i don't even know where to start with that <laughs> i mean yeah beyond rude and inappropriate in any public setting even if it is a locker room but who's cleaning their butthole with anything let alone a q-tip starts at the top of the crack and works its way down dude you'll be there someday i thought you were gonna say like the dude put his foot up on the 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 bench and his crank was in in pat's face or something like that no but it it was worse and he did pat was like i got a view of it i mean it happened right next to me and he was like his balls must have hung they must have gotten the toilet water every time he sat on the <laughs> uh the next thing on the list here and again these are things that start to annoy you as you get older signs you're getting older uh when you realize that you're the oldest person in your friend group brewski how does that sit with you <laughs> but you know what though i've always been the, the oldest in my friend group i was the first person in my friend group to get my license i was the first person in my friend group to turn 21 I mean, my 21st year, I hardly ever paid for my own beer. Everyone else would be like, hey, if you buy for me, you know, uh, you know, I'll buy for you. Or so, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, there. Yeah. So, These are all benefits. Nick, have yeah. you ever been the oldest in your friend group? Because you and I are born in the middle of the school year. So I always, I, we were always in the middle. Some friends turn, you know, the year before us, some after. I, where were you with all that? Uh, no, I've never been the oldest in my friend group. I've been the oldest in groups of people that were, you know, like, well, like when I worked at that pizza joint, I was definitely the oldest guy that worked in the kitchen, you know. Well, how did that realization sit with you? It was cyclical. I went into it thinking, you know what? I'm going to go into this as like, oh, this is the old guy who's already done all the stuff I've done. Like I was going to be the dude, uh, <laughs> you the know, like, one, yes. yes. Then I got there and I was there for a couple of weeks and I thought, man, I am old. I did not think of myself as this old. I still dress like a teenager. Most of the time I thought I acted like a teenager, but apparently teenagers don't baby powder their balls when they get out of the shower. (laughs) Like These are things that have definitely showed me that I'm older. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. I had a a weird realization on this topic of being the oldest one in the friend group because growing up, I never was. I was always sort of middle of the pack. And um, even into the Seattle years, I mean, it was basically you guys and Ed and Jay and stuff. Like, we kind of had a a diverse little group going on there. Yeah. Nick and I were maybe on the slightly younger side. We were all still close in age, so it didn't really stick out to me. But um, a couple of weeks ago, as I mentioned, you know, my girlfriend right now is uh, 10 years younger than me. Uh, she calls me up and she says, some of my younger friends want to go to a, want to go to a gay bar. Like, would you be willing to go out and drink with us? Is gay bar weird for you? And I was like, no, gay bar. Like, that's totally fine. I could care less about that. Um, 
but then she, you know, so we made these plans. We're all, we're going to go out with her younger friends to the gay bar. And then she called me back and she's like, one of them is 20, so we can't go to a bar. Oh my gosh. Dude. And I just thought, oh my God, I, I cannot be a 47 year old guy hanging out with my 36 year old girlfriend and her 21 or whatever your old friends. Like, 20 I am going to look so weird. Yes. That, that makes you feel old, dude. I mean, it does. And in my mind's eye, I'm 20-something, so of course I can go hang out with a bunch of 20-somethings and drink. Like, that doesn't seem weird in my heart and soul, but I just thought, what is that going to look like? You're going to look weird, man. Yeah. Dude, I remember, this was maybe 10 years ago, so I was, what, 37? Dan Stewart, a buddy of ours, has three daughters, and they, the I think the oldest one is maybe like 25 okay. now, so she was... No, she's got to be older than that because she was 18. She was turning 18 and graduating high school. And we're over there talking and, you know, her, she's, oh, I'm graduating. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to take a trip. And, you know, I'm close to them, but we're sitting there talking and I was like, we should all go to blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, throwing it out to a friend group. And I just got this look from these 18 and 19 year old <laughs> girls that like, we don't want to go on vacation with you, old man. Like what? I mean, like why are you trying to insert yourself into our senior trip? And I had to step away, and I was like, "Wow, that was really chestery." Like that was what was I thinking? That I was like, "Yeah, we should all go to you know the North Pole and check it out." Cancun, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah, we're getting older, Steve. We're getting older. Wow. All right. Uh, listen, we're getting tight on time, so I don't think we're going to get through this entire list. But there's one last one on here that I think will make us all feel better about the fact that we're apparently not getting that much older. I hope so. So on this thing of uh, the list of things you start to dislike as you get older, concerts. People get annoyed with concerts as they get older. That makes their feet hurt to stand. The music is too loud. They don't like the crowd, the strobe lights, all the obnoxious people yelling and screaming around them. I don't think I'll ever stop going to concerts. I mean, come on. Right. Brewski? Oh, I mean, there are things that piss you off about concerts, like when you've been up front for the entire show, and then all of a sudden when a band comes onto the stage, then everybody who wasn't up front now wants to like push in front of you. Oh, yeah, we have annoying things that happen at concerts, but yeah, you're but never going to stop going to concerts. No, never. never. Well, you're not annoyed by concerts. It's too loud. It's too bright. Like, none of us have that. I will tell you, a few years back, and I think Nick and I may have actually been together, we saw Dave Matthews in, uh, in South Lake Tahoe here. And this was before I'd gotten in shape. I've seen the pictures, Nick, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a chubby little dude. But I remember it's a general admission concert, two hours plus, and like an hour and a half into standing there, I remember thinking, like, my back hurts from standing this long. I remember thinking this is so depressing that I can't stand to the concert without my back hurting. That's terrible, dude. But I will tell you, I just went to a general admission show recently, and I had that thought of, like, oh, God, can I stand here for two hours? (laughs) But I was totally fine. Yeah, I mean, but I was totally fine. So I think it's not an indication that I was getting old. It's that I was out of shape and I couldn't yeah. stand there for two hours without my, you know, stupid back hurting. But you now that I've got the balances on and you'll be fine, dad. Come on. Right. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I was flirting with getting too old for concerts, but it wasn't the age. It was the, uh, uh, you know, my, my general health and fitness. So. <laughs> this last, uh, it was a couple of days ago, Rachel and I were sitting on the couch. It's, cl- it's nearing midnight, which is usually the time we get up and go to bed. And I see Rachel sitting on the couch. She's making a face 
And I said, what? What's going on? And she was like, uh, I just spent a lot of money. I just wanted to let you know. And I was like, we're at, where, what did you just spend a lot of money on? She's like, concert tickets. And I was like, oh, well, you, we didn't good. even check to see, like, do I want to go? Who is it? And she was like, I knew you'd want to go. She I, got front row tickets at Climate Pledge in Seattle to the Pixies Modest Mouse Tour. Oh, nice. Which thrills me, dude. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever had tickets to a front row concert i've made my way up to the front row yeah that's but i point, don't know right? that i've ever had tickets but yeah i'm looking forward to that and i will have no problem standing i guarantee it to me that is an indication that you were in the prime of your life that yes. you're um you're young enough to want to go to the concert and be in the front row but old enough to be able to afford it yes that's the real <laughs> right you know that is prime you're right so there you go no, uh, one of the other things on this list is is alcohol. None of us are over alcohol. I've actually gotten more into it the older I get, so I don't know what that tells yeah. me. Yeah, no. So we are all in our prime, is what this means. <laughs> We're really not hitting on any of these things yet. So as soon as one of us starts hating concerts, uh, go ahead and euthanize that person. Oh, yeah, put us out of our misery. <laughs> Perfect. All right, gentlemen. Well, there you go. There's our list. We find some of it to be true on uh, some of them, but honestly, most of both of those lists didn't resonate with either of us so, or any of us. So. Yeah. No, we did all right. We fared well. So there you go. All right. See us on our webpage, guys, gals, and my non-binary pals. It's thevocalminority.net. Find all our socials there. And until next time, we bid you adieu. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.